conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello and welcome to In Conclusion, the world's most useless movie podcast. I am your host, Dan O'Keefe, a former future Disney Channel star who never actually got to wave the wand and make the Mickey ears. And joining me with a disgusted look on her face is Anna Otto. Hello, Anna. Hi, Dan. I just I just I don't know why your intro just made me confused. But I'm still a Disney princess, so I just That's am. true. Mm-hmm. By law, your name is Anna, legally a Disney princess, Otto. Yes, that's my full birth name. If you had to be in one animated Disney movie as the princess, which would it be? Mm, Probably Tangled. I like that movie. No, Frozen. One of those two. But I'd be Anna, except I'd go by Anna. Okay. Because Elsa's too dramatic. She's too dramatic. (laughs) Uh, Unrelated to Disney princesses, today we are going to be talking about the sequel to one of the best movies ever made, probably, Jurassic Park. We're talking about the sequel that seemingly no one wanted to make, uh, based on their comments beforehand and afterwards. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is The Lost World Jurassic Park, released in 1997. What a year. What a year. Uh, the year of my birth, actually. I thought so, yeah. I was uh, three. Two. Math one. is hard. I was two. <laughs> Directed by Steven Spielberg, this time written by David Cope? Cop? Kep? Uh, the guy who... Oh, he's written a bunch. He wrote the first Mission Impossible. He wrote Spider-Man. <gasps> Wait, um, which Spider-Man? That's important. The first one. With Tobey Maguire? The first Tobey one. Oh. Mm, okay. <laughs> Tom Holland is my Spider-Man, so okay. he's also Stanley's Spider-Man. So, but anyway, no, nothing but respect for your Spider-Man. Yes, uh, it was based on the 1995 book by Michael Crichton called *The Lost World*. Um, and when it was released on May 23rd, 1997, it got mixed reviews, good reviews for the visuals and action, but criticized for the building blocks, writing, character development, and the third act. Which are, I don't really see how those even out to be mixed, but whatever. Uh, It was nominated for Best Visual Effects at the Oscars. It was the second highest grossing movie of 1997 behind only. Do you know? Oh God, should I know? Is it a movie I love? Like, have I actively proclaimed my love? I'm nervous. I haven't heard you, but I feel like you would. Toy Story came out in 1995. Mm Mm-hmm. 97, is it a Disney film? No. Hmm. Forrest Gump? I don't know. (laughs) That was my guess. I don't know. It's probably way wrong. I love that your guess wasn't Forrest Gump. It was like you were on an escalator going up. I was nervous, Dan. I was nervous. No, it is Titanic. Titanic was the highest grossing movie. I should have known. I do like Titanic, not as much as the average basic white girl, but, you know, I do love Titanic. Mm-hmm. 
Could he have fit on the door? Absolutely. Would it have sunk, though? Maybe, like, a little. I also think, well, I've never been in freezing, freezing cold water, but, like, they should have looked around for an oar or something. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, what are your big picture thoughts on The Lost World? Okay, um, I genuinely think I went into this movie with kind of a sourpuss attitude, which is literally what I put in my notes. The quality, like, you're saying that it got good reviews for its effects and stuff, but the quality seemed worse to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just was watching it, and I just felt like everybody was really phoning it in for this one. Yeah. (laughs) I also... I'm still confused about Jeff Goldblum in the first movie, so I don't really understand. He's not an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get he might care about, like, dinosaurs after the first movie, but, like, I don't get why he's out here doing his thing with these dinosaurs again. I I thought that, but then it doesn't make it doesn't make sense in quotes that he was there in the first movie. Yeah. Uh, I think in this one it makes sense only because he has experience with the yeah. dinosaurs and I guess that um Alan Grant and Hel- not Helen Hunt um <laughs> But yes, and Helen Hunt, not kidding. Yeah, they were both busy. Mm-hmm. So I guess that he was the only one who was busy riding on subways that they could get. I guess. Also, kind of unrelated and random. Jeff Goldblum is like so tall mm-hmm. that he made everybody else look silly. It, when he's standing next to Vince Vaughn, it looks like they're normal height differences, which is weird because Vince Vaughn's like six six. Yeah, exactly. And also, every time I see Vince Vaughn, I just see the '90s shot-for-shot remake of Psycho. So <laughs> that's all. It's it's so odd that Vince Vaughn was a serious actor, because uh, no one looks at him like that. No, I don't think I've ever. Well, besides this movie, I don't think I've seen him in a serious quote-unquote movie. His first big serious role was Swingers. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, Gage was reading trivia. Apparently, yes, this is what we were doing last night. Um, apparently, Steven Spielberg watched Swingers and was like, him, I need Vince here. Bring him to me. And Vince was like, yeah, sure. What up? And he did it. And that's why he's in The Lost World. Um, gross. So It's true. <laughs> I know it's true. Uh, I agree with most of what you said when I was watching, I was just thinking everybody is just, there's only one person who actually seems like they are on the Island with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. It was only Pete Pothwaite. Pete Postlewaite. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Mm-hmm. Postlethwaite. The, um, he plays the hunter, the main mm-hmm. hunter. He's the guy with the big nose. He was in Inception. He died in Inception. He was in the uh, town. Spoilers. He dies in the town. Um, he was in Romeo plus Juliet. He lives and wears an open Hawaiian shirt with no shirt underneath. He was Fire Lawrence. So maybe he died on the inside. Probably. <laughs> and there are a lot of issues with the characters being idiots throughout the whole movie. Um, but I, 
I will say in the third act, while not good on its own, mm-hmm. if you think of it like a Godzilla movie instead of like a Jurassic Park movie, it works better. I Yeah, honestly, I know we're going to get to this, but you know me, I like to jump ahead. Mm-hmm. Always, every day is leg day, I'm always jumping. Um, but it's... <sighs> The scene with the T-Rex in the third act, Mm -hmm. I laughed a little. I was like, why? (laughs) But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We will. Uh, Let's just get into the the plot of the movie. So it starts off and there's this little girl. uh, She's playing on the island with her oppressively rich and white and snooty and awful parents. Yo, wait, her attitude, though? I was like, she's kind of a little brat. Yeah. She's like, I'd, no, I don't want a cucumber sandwich, mama. I want to go run off. I, I, she was, her tone, I was like, oh, if I spoke that way to my mother, it would have been over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, uh, it was over for yep. her. She gets attacked by dinosaurs. They are on a island that is nearby the original island from... You just got really dark. Oh, a cloud went by the window, and I don't have any lights on. <laughs> uh, this is good content for podcasts. Mm-hmm. So they're on an island nearby the original island from the first Jurassic Park movie. And then, fun fact, that's actually how the first Jurassic Park book opened, with the little girl getting attacked by dinosaurs. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... At least something made it in that's good. So basically what happens is Richard Hammond, he the original guy from the first movie, he wastes all his money and ends up, I don't think, he purposely bankrupts his company. Um, and he tries to get Ian Malcolm to go back to the island and save the dinosaurs that are left on the Site B, which was previously unknown to the audience. It was like they're their backup island in case something went wrong. But what about, don't they need their supplements to survive? No, because life uh, finds a, a, a way. Uh, I literally talked about that. I was like, we already reaching back to the first movie I see with this trying to life find a way quote. But Also in the beginning, what was the little boy's haircut? Why was the little girl wearing a dress? She's a t- I mean, I guess she could have a versatile wardrobe, but those kids did not look... I mean, maybe, you know, maybe seeing the dinosaurs and being attacked really changed them, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. if he could have grown a quarantine beard, who's to say he wouldn't have, you know? The little kid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the two kids from the first movie. They show up at the beginning um, for a, a quick cameo as mm-hmm. it's known in the biz <laughs> so uh, anyway okay sorry oh what? i was just gonna say also i'd like to comment on the fact that dr hammond's deathbed is like unnecessarily fancy it's like made mm-hmm. out of just the fanciest wood the sh- softest sheets i was like bruh that would be a killer nap you know the killer it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's mahogany dead. yes i have a feeling out of frame, there are like 19 butlers just yes. waiting. Yes, he had an Alfred, and Alfred literally answered the door. I was like, oh my god, Richard Hammond is Batman! And I I was shook. <laughs> so, 
the way that Richard Hammond convinces uh, Dr. Malcolm to go to the island is by saying that his ex-girlfriend is there, um, which convinces him. So then they go to the island, and when we're on the island, we are introduced to our four... I'm going to say four, but it's really three main characters Mm -hmm. played by what we have, of course, Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. We have still Alice herself, Julianne Moore. Mm -hmm. Who only did this movie to pay off a divorce she was going through. I read that. Yes. There are worse ways to make your divorce money. Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, We have Vince Vaughn. My bilingual queen. Vince Vaughn, who is playing a nature photographer, who's really just a a paparazzi photographer, pretty much, because he says he'll do anything for money. Uh, And then we have Toby from The West Wing. Richard Schiff is the fourth member. Uh, He's the computer genius, somewhat, of the group. Also, I want to point out that Vince Vaughn plays a photographer, but the only time we ever see him holding a camera it's a very 1997 video camera. I know. I was like, look at that like flip cam or whatever it was. I was <laughs> like, oh, he's going to shoot some sick skateboarding shots after this. <laughs> Julianne Moore, she plays a, why do I want to say animalologist? I know that's not the right it's term. It's a zoologist. Yeah, she's a zoologist. I think the worst zoologist in the world. Yeah. But like she's so excitable you know mm-hmm. i really like that part about her like she's smart and she's excited but i think she doesn't think straight as a result of that like she's she's a lot like if i was a zoologist you know i think i'd be too excited and try to pet everything just like she does which is the first mistake mm-hmm. because she goes and she pets a child dinosaur yes uh, and that makes its mother dinosaur very angry mm-hmm. uh, and they chase after the heroes the heroes get away fine that shows you first off that they are in over their heads also when they first go to the island julianne moore has been there already she was sent there ahead of everybody else for some reason Mm -hmm. and the way that they yell for her is the most disheartened I don't care if I actually find you kind of yells that I've ever heard. Exactly. They're phoning it in. But also, like, why would you... If you're somewhere where there's giant, dangerous animals and you already know that they're attracted to sound, why are you going to just start yelling her name? Like, what? I mean, I know there's not really other ways to look for the her at that point in time, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yelling out in the woods where there's a T-Rex that literally can only see you if you're making noise... <laughs> or moving or whatever. I dumb y'all dumb. And Cause I are... would obviously survive. <laughs> yeah. Obviously mm-hmm. when I think of you, I think of wilderness woman. Yes. They're not just yelling for Sarah. They're yelling for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sarah. No urgency. Nothing. No urgency. The line they're just, you know, this was the first shot. They are just, today's a one take day. <laughs> I think this might have been a one-take movie. Yeah, I feel like Steven Spielberg was, like, sitting with his fingers to his temples and was like, ugh, you know what? It's fine. We're moving on. Sunglasses on, jeans, Mm -hmm. sweatshirt, and baseball cap. Mm -hmm. Never looking at the monitor. No. He's just sitting there, like, maybe he's got, like, a glass of, like, a whiskey or something in his hand. Mm -hmm. Sipping it. It's fine. (laughs) Just carry on. It's fine. 
Uh, the one, I guess, protagonist character that we forgot to mention is that we didn't know this in the first movie, but Jeff Goldblum has a daughter. Yeah, that was kind of a weird flex. Um, <laughs> I I mean, he kind of alluded, I guess, in the first movie that he had several ex-wives and things like that and mm-hmm. that he might have had children, but he never talked specifically about any one kid. And he seems like he kind of cares for his daughter, but he also seems like he's very burdened by the her presence. Yeah. Like, he wants to keep her safe, but also, oh, now I have to keep you safe. Like, I don't, I didn't get any real father-daughter love from them. And maybe that was supposed to be the point, that it was, mm-hmm. like, it's a strained relationship, but, I mean, yeah. He, he was literally burdened by her, because... Mm-hmm. He told her, go home, you're not going with us. She sneaks aboard and now is with them on the murder island. Yep. Um, Also, I'm just going to mention this and then we're going to move on. She was cut from the gymnastics team. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to come back to that later. Yep. (laughs) What a a strong bit of foreshadowing that uh, they did. I, that, right over my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go to the island, um, and they are not the only group of people sent to the island. Uh, two dozen, I guess, cowboy hunters are also sent to the island. More like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. But they're sent by InGen, not from Richard Hammond. They're sent by the actual company, and they are there to capture all the dinosaurs so they can be put into the Jurassic Park that they're building in San Diego, which their main reasoning for it is that SeaWorld is doing well. Which, like, fast forward to 2020, bitch, no, it ain't. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. So the big game hunters, um, their main leader is Pete Pothwathwathwathwath. Please, Father Lawrence. Okay, Father Lawrence and his nose. My bad. Either way. Nope, I'm going to call him Dad Lawrence. (laughs) Daddy Lawrence. Daddy Lawrence is here. So they, the mercenaries, they capture some of the dinosaurs, which means that the only way that our heroes can make it right is by releasing all of the dinosaurs that were caught, which is fine, whatever, and they release them. But they also have to tend to an injured dinosaur, an injured baby Tyrannosaurus Rex. Hold up. Can we talk about, I know these are robots. I know they aren't real. Mm-hmm. That had me crying. I was like, look at all this animal abuse. I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Turn it <laughs> right? off. I was so sad. Vince Vaughn, like, caressing its face like it's okay. I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. I was like... Vince Vaughn carrying it through the water like it's a lost lamb. I was like, is is Vince Vaughn a Jesus, a Christ-like figure in this film? Let's talk about it. No, I'm kidding. But I, yeah, it made me sad. I will say, I think that the animatronics are on the level or maybe a step above the yeah, first movie. But sure. the CG is, they overshot it. They showed too much. Well, I was, well, we were kind of discussing here that it was hard, I think, because in the first movie they didn't do as much close-up CG, but in this one there was so much wrangling of dinosaurs and with the hunting scenes that mm-hmm. 
it would have been hard to do those many fast scenes, fast motions with an animatronic, but yeah. then showing it up close, the CGI was not to the level where it is today. So those sorts of scenes where they're trying to lasso a dinosaur or something, it looked kind of goofy, you know? I just thought it looked a little cheesy. I agree. I think it did. It looked almost slapstick at some points. Yeah. Um, so the group, they come back, they care for the infant T-Rex, um, and they get it treated. They fix its broken leg. Um, but in the trailer, they do it and then they see from the outside, uh oh, mama wants her baby back. That was a cool shot though. Let me tell you right now. That was cool. Yes, it was. I agree. Um, and the mama ends up, they get it back, but then they attack the trailer that the group is in, which then knocks it off the edge of a mountaintop or edge of a cliff. And they are hanging by dear life, also being held up by a reversing Mercedes-Benz Jeep. I don't think that it has that much horsepower to hold a four-ton trailer off the edge with no. one wire. Uh, no, also the scene went on for my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I think there was straight up just some product placement for McDonald's in the middle of it that we're just going to brush right over, you know? I think it was Burger King. I Burger think they were asking, King? I think they asked for a Whopper. Okay, either way, there was product placement for chain right? restaurants in the middle of this quote-unquote dramatic scene. And I, I had to pause. I was like... Why are we asking? I know it was kidding because they were like, oh, and is there anything else you need? Well, get me a burger, blah, 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 blah. But like, if I was hanging from, if I was hanging above certain death, you know, Mm -hmm. and somebody asked me something like that and was like, do you need anything else? I'd just say, no, run. Like, I would not be making (laughs) jokes, you know? I'd be like, bruh, I'm stuck. Help. Yeah, the biggest, (laughs) it was just so flippant. It was so out of character for what had just happened. They are vertical. They are on a sheet of glass that is going to break if they mm-hmm. like move or do anything. And eventually Vince Vaughn and Jeff Goldblum, they get down and they rescue Julianne Moore. Um, oh, you know how we said that the first Jurassic Park was leaning towards a, a feminist movie somewhat? Yes. This was not. Yeah, it like... It was like Steven Spielberg and the writers and stuff. They were like, ooh, the last movie, it was too um, too forward-thinking. <laughs> <laughs> let's have Julianne Moore be the dumbest person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's have not one but two men try to save her at the same time. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And I mean, like, I guess she couldn't have saved herself in that situation because she was going to die, blah, 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 blah. But, like, two men. Ugh. But she could have. True. She could have rolled and climbed up. True. I guess it's, like, terrifying, you yeah. know? But these are all things, again, if we were there, Dan, I, I don't think I would have moved. I think I would have cried and accepted that I was going to die. And I wouldn't have saved you because I am a feminist. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. Dan um, is just kidding. He's not... We shouldn't cancel him. Thank you. Wait, I thought you were going to say Dan's just kidding. He's not a feminist. Oh, no. No, Dan is a good person. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Anyway. Uh, 
So they eventually make it out of the trailer, but Richard Schiff, Toby from the West Wing, does not survive. He gets ripped in half and eaten by two T-Rexes, and his death is not mentioned. They do not care. They never bring it up after it happens. It doesn't need to happen. It's so stupid. Yeah, it was kind of like they were like, hmm, we've only had... One casualty this whole film, and it was a little girl who was kind of a an annoying little brat anyway. Maybe we should kill somebody. Toby. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't die, though. They mentioned that in the discussion at the oh, beginning. I must have missed that. Well, you know, well, you didn't really enough. miss much. It <laughs> would be better if she me, died. Yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes, this is so mean, but I wrote it. I put, hem hem. Because she goes... What are you, a little bird or something? Which, like, technically, yeah, I guess that's actually actually correct. But, like, mm-hmm. no, you dumb bee. They don't have wings. They're not squawking. <laughs> she deserved to die. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk again. <laughs> um, so moving on, they get out of the trailer, but they are, I guess, captured by the Crocodile Dundee big game hunters. Uh, so they have to go back with them. And they have to walk across the island, pretty much, to where the helicopters will come and pick them up. Let's touch back for a moment on the fact that the group of islands... Now, I speak Spanish, as you know, so Mm -hmm. I caught on to this right away. Other people don't catch on to it until Vince Vaughn says it when he's speaking in Spanish. But the islands are literally called the Death Islands. Yeah. Like, why would you go somewhere called the Death Islands in the first place? Anyway, okay, yes, they're it, traveling. He, he said it like it was a big reveal, too. I know, was, I was like... Is it the just, Cinco Muertos. Yeah, literally. What does that mean? The five deaths. Yeah. Hard zoom in on him. Literally, he's like, the five muertos? Like, muertos? <laughs> I'm like, yes. She, he said muertos. It was on the, can- the map ahead of time. It means death. You're going to die. Thank you. Um, so in their trek across the island, um, one of the big game hunters who earlier in the film was like, are these dangerous? Are they going to, are these little dinosaurs dangerous? Are they going to attack me? And I guess their anthropologist is like, no, they're more like vultures. They'll just attack the dead unless they have a reason. Uh, and this guy who I keep thinking was Tim Roth. He looks a lot like a taller Tim Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't Tim Roth. That would have been too good for this movie. They already spent a lot of money on actors. Yeah. Um, so then he hits it with a taser because uh, he's uh, establishing him as an ass. Mm-hmm. And then later he is walking separate from the group and he gets attacked by these little dinosaurs. Uh, he fends him off and then they come back and attack him again and then they kill him. Um you fool. Which I thought, this movie is two hours and eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. They could have cut him out entirely and nothing would have been missed. Yeah, true. Uh, um, so they walk across the island. To be honest, I kind of zoned out during this point. I was like, this is just filler. This is padding. Yeah, honestly, I there was one point right before this happened. I went, oh, the movie must be almost over. No. No, we still Mm-mm. gotta trudge. We're walking. And, like, it just. There was so much of this movie. The first movie, I feel, 
there's action in every moment. Some There's never something unimportant happening. Yes. In this movie, I feel like there's a lot of sitting around and just kind of trying to maintain the story. Like, things don't get exciting again to me mm-hmm. until... Um, hang on. Until the Muppets to... take Manhattan? Obviously. <laughs> no, but like... It doesn't get exciting to me until they get back and start showing, like... Like, I like when they show the dinosaur shadow on the tent. That's pretty, in like, mm-hmm. um, iconic. The scene in the cave when they're being chased by the... T- like, it doesn't get exciting until they're being chased again. Yes. So, let's skip. Uh, they are in the camp at night, and they get attacked by the T-Rex adults, which mm-hmm. we later discover is because still Alice is still wearing her jacket that has the baby T-Rex blood on it. Dumb. Which I feel like would be the first thing that you ditch. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, let's get rid of that. Let's just take that off right now. Mm-hmm. They escape into the... Or they escape by going into a field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ooh. then, like Pokemon, you have to stay out of the tall grass, or otherwise you're going to get attacked. Yo, the raptors in the mm-hmm. field approaching, that's a cool shot, too. That is, yeah. I like that. I mean, that's terrifying. That's very horror. Love it. Spooky, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. I just think that looks really cool. But that was like, that pulled me back in. Yeah. That shot. So they escape the raptors. They run as fast as they can across the tall grass. Uh, and they make it into a helicopter. They dive in. And as they dive in, they go, what about the others? And they say, there's another helicopter coming for them. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was so convenient. Human nature is to be selfish. Let's just leave. <laughs> Um, and it seems like they've stolen the Big Game Hunter's bullets so that they can't capture the T-Rex to bring it back to the mainland. Mm-hmm. But no, they tranquilize the T-Rex, put it on the next helicopter, mm-hmm. and then they put it into a boat, and then they go into the third act, which I takes think, place Dan, in San if Diego. if I may go back for a second, you skipped over something very important. Did I? Kelly was cut from the gymnastics team. Kelly was cut from the gymnastics team. (laughs) And she's just doing her little flips, kicking dinosaurs in the face before they get on that helicopter. Specifically what happens? They are in a building. Um, Kelly is on the top level. And just to be clear, that's Jeff Goldblum's daughter, because I don't Mm -hmm. know if we've said her name. He is on the bottom level. Uh, What happens, he does something which causes the velociraptor to go up to the top level and there's kelly and there's a metal bar of right like above head height mm-hmm. and kelly flips around and kicks the velociraptor in the face in perfect form she sticks the landing sticks the landing no wobble no step mm-hmm. no squat Nothing. arms out arms up mm-hmm. uh, she turns back to her dad and he says i think the best line ever in film history mm-hmm. They cut you from the gymnastics team? That's it. That's the whole scene. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Well, then she responds with, I'll have a burger and fries from Burger King. And then they both turn to the camera and go, have it your way. And they have crowns on like it's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that I I forgot 
that it's she okay. was cut for the gymnastics team. I got you. Don't worry. I got you covered because we all know that that is the most important plot line in this entire film as it's only mentioned twice. Mm-hmm. I will say, before I watched it, that was the thing that I remembered most clearly. Really? It was that and then the T-Rex in San Diego. Those were the I, two things. I knew about the part on the tent where mm-hmm. uh, Julian Moore's sleeping and then the T-Rex shows up as a shadow just because I think that's cool. And also that's one of my worst nightmares is having an animal come attack me while I'm sleeping in a tent. Any but animal or specifically a I T-Rex? I guess specifically like a goose, actually. <laughs> what? Geese are scary. You do not want to follow Anna's, not Anna on the audio, but Anna, my girlfriend. She runs a goose Instagram account. Is she okay, Dan? Like, does she need does she need me to come talk to her about that? Because that's terrifying. Follow at Milhonky. I'm looking it up right now. Don't even worry. She's going to okay. get a request. <laughs> it's public. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So the group, they get back to San Diego. Uh, Pete Pothwath, Pothwath, Pothwath declines a job at the San Diego Jurassic Park. Um, and they have a like 3 a.m. press conference on the pier of the the president of InGen, the president of evil, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, he... He's got some real... Oh, wait, Mil Honky just requested to follow me back. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, he's got some very stereotypical um, supervillain vibes. Like, he's British. I mean, if he was German, it would be a little bit more perfect. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. But he's he's British, which is, you know, inherently an evil accent. Sorry, mm-hmm. all of England. Um, <laughs> he's giving his presentation at night. Night is obviously the most evil time of the day. The most sinister. In- in a little bit of a mist. It seems like it's misting. Yes. That's the only explanation for why Jeff Goldblum is so wet. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's wearing glasses. Everybody knows that glasses are how the devil sees. It's mm-hmm. me. That's why I wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Ooh. Oh, that's so evil. I love it. Honestly... Spooky. I'd go. So basically, to blah, 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 a T-Rex escapes from the ship. It's terrifying. And then is running downtown downtown San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I just remembered a scene from, from when he's running around San Diego, and he's in the people's backyard. Uh-huh. And he eats their dog? I yeah. don't know. Like, I just... <laughs> they're like, no, Billy, there's no dinosaur in the back... Oh my god! And they're it's like, more than there's not a dinosaur in the backyard. The parents are arguing that either he ate too soon before going to bed, or that the light in his fish tank is the reason that he's up at three in the morning. I'll tell you two things. One, I love to eat before I go to sleep, and two, I can sleep with the lights on. I've never once thought there was a dinosaur in my backyard. And those parents... First of all, they're also wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. Like, they have this nice mm-hmm. pool, and they're clearly, like, arguing wealthily. Like, no, it wasn't my fault. It was clearly the the help's fault. Like, I don't know. It just seemed very... They're, okay, they're a step below the help's okay, fault. Okay, fine, yeah. 
<laughs> but they just, they're in a very nice two-story house it was in beautiful. seemingly inner suburban san diego mm-hmm. it they just seem like a very upper middle class family not yes. a oh go fetch the cucumber sandwiches joffrey like at the beginning oh. <laughs> um so they end up tranquilizing the t-rex with the trank darts that they had used before um they get it back into the ship. They close the cargo doors. All is well in the world. Hammond appears in a news interview saying that the American and Costa Rican governments have turned the islands into nature preserves. And then there's no more falling action. That's the end. Uh, what The end is just so, like, weird. Also, going back to the T-Rex, running around, there was one sound effect of a guy getting eaten that made me laugh. What was it? He was getting eaten, and he was like, like, I don't even know how to explain (laughs) it. It just sounded so fake. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I know I shouldn't laugh because this guy's literally, he got pulled away from the blockbuster door and was like eating Uh or being eaten, but it was kind of funny. But yeah, the end. I would have described it better, but it's just. T-Rex wreaks havoc. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Wreaks havoc, they trap it and put it back on the boat. That's the end. Bye. Which visually, a lot of it looked cool. Some of it looked silly. When the CG got a little too much, you could tell like, ooh. Yeah. But other th- most of it was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty fun. This is cool. I see cars flipping and stuff. That's yeah. what I want. I see a gas station ball rolling. Mm-hmm. A bus crashing into a, um, into a blockbuster. I say the one... The one unrealistic part of the third act is when the T-Rex, it's in like the middle of an intersection and all these cars are doing hardcore spins to avoid it. Uh, And they're just driving backwards as though they're not worried there's somebody running behind them. I literally was watching this. I was like, yo, we gotta, Uh we gotta, I, (sighs) this little old lady driving backwards as fast as she can. I was like, I don't, I fake right. fake news i would have gotten out of my car and ran maybe i'm dumb <laughs> but that's what i would have done i'd have been like screw this car screw this dinosaur i am skedaddling my caboose out of here thank you that was the plot of the movie that was the run through that was the beat by beat mm-hmm. i know we gave our general thoughts at the beginning but at the end when the credits started rolling First thing that popped in your head, what was it? Wow, they're using the main theme. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually had to check to see if John Williams did the music for this one or if it was somebody else because I was like so not in. Oh, God, I don't even want to say it. John Williams, I'm sorry. It was a forgettable score, which Mm -hmm. is not not my John, you know? No. But also – I liked it more than I expected myself to like it, but I wasn't in love, you know? It wasn't mm-hmm. the first film. It wasn't its older brother. No, it was not. Mm-mm. It's a very obvious middle child. Sorry, middle children everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, I mean, comparing it to Jurassic Park 3, which we haven't talked about yet, but mm-hmm. it is an obvious middle child because it's just trying to be the first one. Yeah. It needed 3 to be is its at least thing. a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say that when it ended, I was hanging up a clock. Yep. So I was like, huh, this is good music to hang a clock to. Yeah. It it just didn't draw me in the way that 
the other one does. The first yeah. one does. Like, I didn't find myself really needing to, like, hanging on to every moment. Mm-hmm. So. Um, random fun trivia facts. <clears throat> it seems like you have some, too. Yes. Um, in early drafts of the script, uh, Lex and Tim, the kids from the first movie, were in the involved for a lot longer. They even went to the island. I was a little surprised they didn't end up going to the island in this one. I don't know why. I just kind of expected that they would. Too expensive. Their stocks got too big. True. Are you They're kidding me? They're too big of stars now. Hey, the social network, Bohemian Rhapsody, two just movies of equal like quality. Those. Are they? <laughs> Remember when Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Editing and I needed to lie down? I do. Anyway. <laughs> um, Julia Roberts was considered for Julianne Moore's role. She's find, too good for this movie. I find that they look similar. <laughs> they do. I kind of have like face blindness with Julia's. actors. Like I can't pick Ben Affleck. I was watching Batman versus Superman the other day and had to go, is that Ben Affleck? <laughs> like I, <laughs> it's white people. Like I am white. I just can't tell us apart, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, for real, though, like, I, I'm so bad at knowing actors, and I think that those two look very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Spielberg wouldn't come back to direct it unless it was based on another Michael Crichton book. Mm-hmm. So Michael Crichton wrote The Lost World entirely as a cash grab. Are you serious? Seriously, I don't know why yeah. that makes me so sad. <laughs> Ugh, money is the root of all evil. Thank you. Look at you just throwing out the heavy hitters. I'm just um, really turning into a, yeah, a hippie I have, question mark. I have the wiki Wikipedia page pulled up. After the publication of Jurassic Park, Crichton was pressured by fans to write a sequel following the success of the film adaption. Spielberg what? became interested in making a sequel. Um Crichton had never written a sequel to any of his novels before and was initially hesitant to do so. He should have stayed uh, hesitant. Thank he, you. He should have stayed hesitant. Um, the He says that the title is a homage to the Arthur Conan Doyle book, The Lost World, because it's the same title. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's more of a homage. I think it's more of a, hey, this plot structure seems good. I'm going to use it. I don't know. I'm of the belief lately that the only time we need a sequel is when it's Back to the Future 2. That's it. That's the only sequel? And Toy Story 2. Those are my two sequels. That's it. Thanks. Oh, and Jaws 3D, which I know is not a sequel. It's a third, but it's... (laughs) Dennis Quaid has the best biceps in Jaws 3D that I have ever seen. (laughs) That movie... He is oh. skinny built. Yes, we love skinny ripped. Yes. Summer beach bod. It's always summer at Amityville Island. <laughs> Amity Island. I just watched Amityville Horror. That's why I said that. Amity Island. Anyway. Uh, what actor was trying the hardest? Hmm. You know... I really felt like Jeff Goldblum phoned it in for this one. Mm-hmm. So I would say he was trying the hardest to care, but like 
not wasn't succeeding <laughs> it just didn't feel like a solid performance from him for me i agree I'd say that Pete Pathwa, 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 I think he was trying the hardest and doing the best. I uh, yeah. Um, oh, then, I I thought he was Patrick Stewart when the movie started. <laughs> they're both bald and British. Yes. So Obviously. going off of, I don't know how you could be face blind to Pete Pathwa. Well, after I looked at him, I went, "Why do I recognize you?" And then I went, "Is that is that Patrick Stewart?" And Gage went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I went, are you sure? <laughs> I Googled him. And I was like, oh, no, no, he's he's Friar Lawrence. I get it now. Because I was a weird kid and always watched Romeo plus Juliet when I was homesick from school. Hmm. That is weird. Um, on the flip side, I would say that, boy, I think that Vince Vaughn didn't look at the script until yeah. the day of shooting. Yeah, I wanted to say him, but I also wanted to wasn't sure if that was just because I'm so used to seeing him in like like I don't know, fifty first dates. He was in that, wasn't he? No, that was Adam Sandler. Oh my god, they all look the same. All these men look the same. <laughs> oh god. Okay, let me try again. He was in Wedding Crashers. That's the one. Thank you. Ugh. I'm so bad. All actors look the same to me. <laughs> Uh, do you remember the first time you saw The Lost World? Oh, honey, once again, this is the same time that I saw Jurassic Park for the first time. I was making out. It was a make-out movie. It was this, I understand much more as a yeah. make-out movie. It was the same boyfriend as last time. I'm not dating him anymore, but, like, I think he was like, oh, since the first J. Park movie didn't work out as a make-out movie, let me pull in my ringer, The Lost World. <laughs> yeah. No, I, the last time I saw it was in high school, and that was the first time I saw it. This is only my second time ever seeing it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember the same thing that my mom had where I couldn't see Jurassic Park until I read the book. Yep. I couldn't see this one until I read the book. I read the book. I remember none of the book. Yeah, we have the book in our apartment. It's the only uh, Jurassic Park book that we have here. It's forgettable. I mean... So the movie, movie itself is forgettable. Yeah. Um, what would be different if this was made today? Obviously the CG. Um, I don't think that they would have forced him to write a book. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think, obviously, like you said, the CG. Um, I think... Hmm. I feel like... Vince Vaughn's character would be played by Noah Centineo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some hot young thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think Vince Vaughn was the hot young thing in 97? I do. I think that he was like the tier B hot young thing because they couldn't get Leo or Matt Damon or Matt Damon ben is Affleck. not hot. Thank you for- Matt Damon is- Okay, I need something to aspire to, and he and I have the same size hands according to the handprints outside of the- Chinese theater so he is my aspiration he is my goal he's shorter than me so is Timothy Chalamet okay you know I don't know Timothy Chalamet I don't get the hype he's a good actor I don't get the hype he's not hot you know if we're gonna rank actors by hotness I know that's not the point of this podcast but I'm gonna say it to you right now Matt Damon and Timothy Chalamet are not high on my list. So, but Matt Damon is higher than Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. At 97 Matt Damon. Good Will Hunting, Born Identity Matt Damon. Okay, confession. I've never seen either of those movies. 
Well, that's an issue. Well, we'll watch them, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. Uh, please, quote the scripture correctly. It's Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Oh, my bad. Like I said, I've never seen it. I've just watched those <laughs> vines of like people samurai slicing water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, if we're recasting it with modern people... Um, Somebody, like, it wouldn't be Margot Robbie as Julianne Moore. It would be, I would say it would be, like, Samara Weaving, who's the other actress who looks exactly like Margot Robbie, uh, who was in Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who I would think. Maybe an Anne Hathaway moment. Maybe. Uh, an Anne Hathaway comeback moment. Yes. You know, she just had a kid, or by just, I mean a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, maybe she'd want to step back into the spotlight for some fun. Maybe. I feel like Richard Schiff, who's bald? J.K. Simmons? We love J.K. Simmons, yes. J.K. Simmons would be better as the hunter. Yeah, he would. Yes. I'd be scared. I'd be like, ooh, you know, Stanley Tucci could be mm. instead of, um, what's his Richard name? Oh my God. Thank you. All I could <laughs> think of was Richard Dreyfus, and I was like, that's not it. And then Richard Dreyfus is the main guy. <gasps> Love Richard Dreyfus. You do? More Jaws, anyone? <laughs> I will say, I've only, I, I have to be honest, I haven't seen Jaws. I've only seen Jaws 3D. Dan! <laughs> but I have seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and let Ooh. me tell you, Richard Dreyfus, that is a man. Do, 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 do. Thank you. <laughs> My alien hands. Anyway. How would this movie be different if Jonathan Taylor Thomas played Jeff Goldblum's daughter? Um, Not I think gender I switching. I think I he is still the daughter. I would have paid better attention. Um, I would have been like, protect him, protect her, whatever, you know, protect your daughter, Jonathan Taylor Thomas at all costs. Um, also, yeah, it, it just, I would have been really confused about the gymnastics part as well. Cause I don't really look at Jonathan Taylor Thomas and go gymnast. <laughs> He's got the height. Yeah, he, he has does. the height of a gymnast. He's a petite man. He's a petite gentleman. <laughs> He's five, five. So he's still taller than me, but. Do you know how tall Matt Damon is? How tall is he? Six feet. Do you know how tall I am? Six foot two. Six one. Oh, that's close. Do you know how tall Timothy Chalamet is? Shorter than that. He's like three feet tall. Just kidding. He's lanky. He's like a wisp. He's 5'11". Oh, that's my dad's height. I didn't expect Timothy that. Timothy Chalamet is your dad. <laughs> Whoa! That'd be... Oh, God. I don't want all those girls hitting on my dad. Ooh. Too bad. Gross. Now that we've gotten far off course. Yes, I got distracted. Uh, I already said earlier that the third act reminds me most of a Godzilla movie of any kind. What is it, the third act or the movie in general, what does it most remind you of? Okay, I agree with you on the Godzilla thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see here. Let me pull this up. My notes were... (laughs) Y'all dumb for shipping a (laughs) T-Rex. And I just, like, at that point, it just got silly to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, 
I thought it was dumb that they were opening their park in the middle of the night. That's shady as hell to begin with. Uh-huh. And then, like, they're like, oh, a dinosaur. And the door's open in this giant. Like, why didn't you start with something like, I don't know, a brontosaurus? Something or, that wasn't going to eat everybody. Yeah, something that if it got lost in the world, it would just be, like, a little bit inconveniencing, but wouldn't, like, eat people or kill people on purpose. Yeah, it'd be like a big deer. Exactly. No, I just... They really messed up. I know people want to see the T-Rex. Like, I go to the Field Museum to see Sue, but, like, Sue's dead. So, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they should have killed the T-Rex. I'm just saying they should have brought a gentler creature. But after that, I feel like from that point on, the third act is, like, ridiculous to me, and it makes me laugh. It's very silly. Yeah. It is. I'm brought back, but mostly because I need to... I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a score change away from being a straight up Three Stooges style comedy. I know you could put that. Was it the Always Sunny theme music in the background? Yeah, that or like Benny Hill or something. Yes, yeah, that's pretty much how it feels. Uh, if you had to give this movie a rating out of what do we want to rate it out of? Out of five dead. British annoying children Two who don't want cucumber sandwiches. Like, I'd watch it again if somebody, like, in a long time from now, if somebody was like, do you want to watch Jurassic Park, but I only have the second movie? I'd be like, ugh, I guess. I wouldn't trust them as a person. Well, yeah, I'd be like, why do you only have the second movie? Do you need, like, do you need to be educated on why it's a trash (laughs) film? How can I help you? Is this a cry for help? They'd be like a person who's only seen Jaws 3D. Yeah, what kind of lame nerd is that? We love. So you Jaws give it 3D. a two? Out yeah, of five. two. That feels low. I was gonna give it a five out of ten, but then we were doing like actual out of five, so I give it. Doesn't a Doesn't it feel weird how a two and a half out of five feels a lot different than a five out of ten? Yeah, it feels more like a failure because two is such a small number. Yeah. yeah, I'd give it a, I'd probably give it a one and a half out of five. I really did not like the middle hour and a half. It just kind of drags, you know, yeah. now that everybody knows I'm from Wisconsin, it drags. <laughs> and when they were calling out their burger orders, I actually paused the movie and took a lap around my apartment. Yeah. I was like, this is too much. The writing was just really weak. And I know, like, I feel like a lot of that does come from the fact that they were like, can we get another book crapped out so we have something to base this on? Mm-hmm. It wasn't organic. Like, it wasn't a fresh idea. It wasn't a labor of love, one might say, you know? Uh-huh. I, I just, the first movie, and I'm assuming the first book, they're just so masterpieces. Like, they're cherished and loved by mm-hmm. people all over the world. You forget that there is a sequel and even a third Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. I will say that the the book reminds me of The Da Vinci Code. Oh, not boy. in Well, not in plot or anything like that, but in its ease of reading mm-hmm. and its crowd-pleasingness. So are you saying Tom Hanks should have been cast in this movie? Tom Hanks is, would make most movies better. Um True. I'd like it. I'd watch it. Him as Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I think, I mean, I really love 80s and 90s Tom Hanks. 
just uh-huh. to get off topic again, I think he's really cute and really funny. And, like, as a woman in her 20s, I think that if I had been in my 20s when Tom Hanks was young, I would have been like, ooh, he's cute. Like, mm. I would have watched all his films. About to go watch Big again. I love Big. Don't crap on Big. <laughs> I'm not. Big's a great movie. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Overall, not very good. Next week, we will be back with the third and final Jurassic Park movie. There are Jurassic World movies, but we're not going to talk about those. Um, Yeah, let's hope that Jurassic Park 3 is better than The Lost World has been and continues to be. It's not like there's going to be a Snyder cut of (laughs) The Lost World. God. Uh, release the Vince Vaughn cut. The Vince Vaughn cut? Oh my god, it's just <laughs> just all shot on that little camera, the little flip cam. It's actually psycho. <gasps> it's just Gus Van Sant's psycho. Wait. I'm interested. <laughs> now, now you're into it. Wait a second, I'm interested. Uh, I am Dan O'Keefe. I have been. I will continue to be Dan O'Keefe. You can find me on Twitter at, at Dan O'Keefe86. Anna, where can they find you? Hi, I'm Anna Ott. I don't know why I said hi. Let me try that again. <laughs> I'm Anna. You can find me on Instagram at Prime 818 or you can find me on my very difficult to recite Twitter handle, which is at Autobots Rollout, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, but the O in roll is a zero and the O in out is an O, is a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't make that when I thought I was going to be doing a podcast. Anyway. There's, there's nothing better than a Twitter handle that needs at least 30 seconds of explanation. <laughs> yes. I like to be unique, and sometimes sometimes that's not good. <laughs> also, you can follow the podcast itself on Twitter. At, I think at and in conclusion, if I'm wrong, I'm not going to edit this out. I'm just going to do a correction next episode. I'm looking. Don't lo- worry. Conclusion. Is it capital A, capital I, capital C? The world didn't need another movie podcast. Yes, that's it. Follow. Wow. We have two followers. It's me and our friend Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. Beautiful. Oh. Um Thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with Jurassic Park 3D. Just kidding. No D, just three. I wish it was 3D. I wish Dennis Quaid's skinny biceps were in it. Oh, yes. Everybody stay safe. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Bye-bye. start asking people who have like really common degrees like i don't know accounting i'm like oh what are you gonna do with that an accountant Ooh.